You are listening to the Delay and Pray podcast number 23. Welcome to the Delay and Pray podcast, where certified Catholic and weight loss coach Beth Bubick teaches you how to permanently lose weight through spiritual fasting. Get ready to gain faith and lose weight through a joyful transformation of both body and soul. Now, your host, Beth, the Catholic Fasting Coach. Hello, spiritual fasters. It is so good to be back with you this week. I have a special guest today to discuss the importance of praying and fasting for all the men in our lives. And as you may know, we are fasting in our Delay and Pray group coaching experience specifically for priests and men for these next 12 weeks all the way through Father's Day. We're calling this Fasting for Father. And I thought it would be interesting to bring on a friend and fellow coach, a friend of mine who specializes in coaching married men into virtue. And I thought it would be fun to just discuss the importance of why we need to pray and fast for all of these men and for priests, especially in this very time of, you know, the cultural immorality that's happening and why as wives and as sisters and mothers, we need to be fasting and praying for our men. And so I want to introduce to you a man named Marty Thompson. He is a husband and father. He's been married for 16 years and has four little boys between the ages of six and 12. And guess what? He is a homeschool dad first and foremost, and a resident Catholic coach um, with Metanoia Catholic Coaching. And Marty works with Catholic married men who want to become better, stronger Catholic men for their families. And he's amazing. His personal experience includes overcoming marital problems, addictions, and unhealthy attachments over the past 23 years. And he's going to tell his story to us and why all of that prepared him for what he does today. He holds a degree in Catholic theology from Holy Apostles College and Seminary, and he is a certified Catholic mindset coach with Metanoia Catholic. His conversion to the Catholic faith, along with the degree and certification, have equipped him and motivated him to serve and help other Catholic men who struggle with similar problems and who want to be better, stronger Catholic men for their families. Yeehaw, that's amazing. So Marty, like I said, is a resident Catholic coach for Metanoia Catholic, and he is running a seven week virtual boot camp for Catholic married men called Seven Ways to Be a Stronger Husband and Father. And this is through Metanoia Catholic. So in this group coaching course, he will explore what it takes to bring the spiritual life alive of all of men, um, how to how to gather support and accountability, what Catholic resources are available to men today, how to become self-aware through Catholic coaching and grow in virtue and be the man that God created you to be. That sounds amazing. So if you're interested in all of that, or any information pertaining to that, I'll have the information in the show notes, or you can just go right on over to the website, metanoiacatholic.com to sign up for his program. All right. So let me introduce to you, Marty Thompson, and just let him tell you a little bit about himself. Hi, Marty. Hi, Beth. Yeah. Thank, thank you so much. And uh, very honored to be here with you. Uh, and I'd really admire your work. I think it's very important. Um, and, it, and it has been a blessing in my life and in the life of my family as, you know, I'll get, get into sharing with, with you and your listeners uh, here soon. Uh, but just to give you a little, a little background, my wife and I have been married for 16 years. 
she's a cradle Catholic and comes from a beautiful uh, 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 family that immigrated from Central America when they were young uh, to New York. She's one of seven. Um, and I definitely married up uh, big time. <laughs> Um, and, uh, my background is quite different. I always jokingly say, uh, I converted 18 years ago from, uh, unorthodox heathenism. And, uh, so, you know, growing up, I experienced, you know, uh, brokenness in family. My dad and mother divorced when I was three, um, alcohol, drugs, and sexual perversion, uh, and all the addictions and things that come with that lifestyle, right. was a big part of my world, you know, and even as an adolescent and a teenager getting involved in, in some of that stuff that just uh, started to create a lot of chaos in my life. When I was in my early 20s, I had experienced some consequences uh, that were devastating that brought me to my knees. And uh, the God who I wasn't sure existed, um, who I was actually mad at, right? Because I blamed him yeah. for you know all of these consequences, my dad not being there for me. And we tend to transfer our transfer, right, our perception and feelings you know, from our, our fathers, especially onto our perception of God. And that's what I did. But I was in so much pain, Beth, you know, when I was 23 years old, after experiencing just a lot of those, those things that I mentioned in my own life, that uh, I was on my hands and knees begging God for help. Mm. Right. And from there, you know, I, I found uh, some people who helped me uh, to recover from those addictions, the alcohol, the drugs, the, the sexual things uh, that I'd gotten into, uh, that a lot of men struggle with today, uh, uh, in and out of the church, right? Even even priests and, and married men, you know, pornography and that whole um, yes, uh, absolutely mess, right? That that our world is in, right, and and is uh, promoting. But uh, fortunately, God, you know, and I could not have guessed, you know, in a million years where God was leading me from that because I just knew I was broken, I needed help, and I didn't know what to do. But from there. Um, I found recovery from those things. Uh, I met some Catholics um, who invited me to Mass one day, and I fell in love. I really did. I felt like I was at home uh, for the first time in, in a big way. It was, it, it was really awesome. Uh, it took me a while to, uh, to finally uh, make the decision, right, to, to dive in, you know, and go through the RCI program. Uh, so on April the 10th of 2004, I was baptized, confirmed, and received our Lord uh, for the first time, Easter Vigil Night. And Beth, it, it, it was amazing. It was, it was explosive in the most spiritual and, and real way. I mean, it was like nothing I had ever experienced. Uh, I had a lot of, I think, demons inside of me uh, in an oppressive and obsessive way. Mm -hmm. um, if you ever listen to uh, Father Chad Rippinger talk about the different levels of spiritual warfare, because I had some you bet. Uh, dark and impending, you know, doom-like feelings that just went away, subsided, uh, and mm -hmm. was just overcome with a sense of hope and joy and uh, purpose and meaning in my life that I had never experienced before. Wow, that is that's amazing because that is exactly what we talk about in my program is that when we fast and pray mm. and we actually take in as many of the sacraments as we can, and in my program, the minimum baseline is an hour of adoration a week, one mass, one extra daily mass a week, and then monthly confession, just that little minimum baseline, mm -hmm. and then offering up your 
you know, delay of food of sugar, flour, and alcohol for somebody really special in your life as motivation. And it's usually praying your kids back to mass. It's usually praying your husband back to mass, fasting for your husband and his problems. You know, it's, it could be fasting for the church, could be fasting for anything. Mm. And what happens is people are seeing miracles and this is, and it's not easy. It's challenging, but that is why the demons are cast out, you know, only through prayer and fasting sometimes do demons get cast out. And this is what we're doing as a community. And I'm so glad that you found hope and joy and recovery, you know, through the Catholic Church and the sacraments that way. Amen. Yeah. And it, and it, did, it didn't end there. You know, uh, I, I really dove into my faith, uh, was still struggling with, with you know, some of the, some of the, the uh, issues, right? Especially the pornography and the sex stuff, which I think a lot of men in the uh, in our church, including married men, are struggling with because we live in such a pornified culture, right? And the answer, right? I don't think there's another answer besides prayer and fasting that can really, you know, uh, help, right? And so went on this journey of overcoming that through prayer and fasting and uh, uh, some other Catholic resources like Christopher West and his Theology of the Body Institute. And mm-hmm. here's how beautiful God is. Like, as I'm surrendering that, you know, a few years as a Catholic, right? As I'm getting to that point where I'm getting ready to do my general confession, I remember going in and seeing a flyer uh, to Christopher West getting ready to come to uh, Naples, Florida, uh, where I, I was at the time. And, and uh, as I'm going through this process of, uh, you know, overcoming this thing, uh, I had just started getting to know my wife as a friend through mutual friends um, and was starting to have feelings for her. And after that general confession, it was just so freeing. And I took that flyer and I saw Diana, my wife, uh, you know, who I was only friends with at the time. And I asked her if she would like to go to uh, to that event with me. And uh, looking back, that was actually our first date was at a wow. Christopher West talk. And uh, was it theology of the body or was it specifically for men? It was a uh, uh, no, it was for men and women, because here's here's the funny thing. I always say jokingly is I spent my first uh, date with my wife separated because it was men and women in the sanctuary at St. Peter's in Naples. And he separated us. He put men on the right, women on the left. And it was a, a chastity and purity talk about, you know, how to Uh-oh. treat each other as, as uh, men and women. Right. And wow. And, and it, it was beautiful. And, uh, you know, we dated for six weeks, right? And then I just knew that she was the one. So I asked her to marry me in the church underneath the tabernacle one night. I had the keys. I was the sacristan at the time. And uh, it was, it was kind of romantic and beautiful. And what was cool is when we walked out of there, she's like, that's how I always wanted to be proposed to, mm. uh, you know, which oh, is- Oh, wow, Marty. You you turned a 180 right there. No, big time. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. And, I, and again- Miracle of God. <laughs> Absolutely. And I still had no idea what God was getting me into and preparing me for in, in the best way, right? Uh, marrying my wife and, and, and being a part of her family uh, has been a blessing. But, but as, as you know, you know, no matter how much faith you have, right? And we had, we had a lot of, we were both strong in our individual faith and even coming together as a new couple, uh, we started to experience uh, some uh, uh, tragedies and hardships. Our first son died at birth after a year of being married. We had moved to Texas already, and uh, that was that was tragic, mm-hmm. right? And uh, she was seven months pregnant, uh, Mother's Day weekend, when she went into labor, and and he died shortly afterwards. Uh, never developed kidneys; they call it Potter syndrome, right? And okay. so uh, a year later, my oldest son was born, um, and we found out he's autistic, right? Very high functioning, very smart, but you know struggles with some of the social stuff. Uh, we've had two miscarriages. We have four boys now. 
but two, two, two more miscarriages in between. And my youngest son had open heart surgery when he was four months old. And we were in and out of the hospital. I didn't know if he was going to make it. And I share that because, you know, my, my son, my, when, when he was born, we were married for about 15 years. And we had, you know, experienced those tragedies and, and other hardships, you know, moving different places, losing jobs and things like that. We both had strong faith right? Going to Mass on Sundays. We, we both prayed the rosary. Uh, we, we both, you know, read scripture and catechism. I was getting a degree in Catholic theology, right? But at 15 years of marriage, I finally got my wife to go to counseling because something wasn't right. We weren't communicating. We could not communicate at that point, right? And uh, it was a scary place to be, you know, with four boys and all that stuff, right? One day after about two weeks of counseling, my wife said, I'm not sure we, I think I made a mistake marrying you. I think our marriage mm. was a mistake, right? And she was in a really dark place. She had just lost her parents too, you know, on top wow. of those other tragedies in a bad way. Her mother was uh, dying of stage four ovarian cancer for four years. In between that, her dad had a cardiac arrest and was in a coma for four months. Um, and so I knew when, you know, both of them died that it was going to be hard on her. And it was, I mean, it got her to the place where... She didn't think she could not see any hope or light, you know, in our marriage and family life. And here we've got four boys, right? We're strong in our individual Catholic faith. But what I realized uh, was missing was, you know, that communication piece. And there were even people telling me to prepare for the worst, right? You know, divorce and this and that. And I just refused to do that. So, you know what I did, Beth? What'd you do? I started working on myself. I, I, I started to learn how to love Diana unconditionally, but I also began to fast and pray uh, under the spiritual direction of a priest. Mm. It took nine months for my wife to come around and say our, our marriage was worth saving. And shortly after that, uh, my wife developed uh, breast cancer right after COVID-19 in 2020. And uh, she got through that, had a, a, a radical mastectomy. Um, and I got to, you know, love her and take care of her and remind her that, you know, I've always been there for her and that I'm the one that will be with her in that kind of suffering. Prayer and fasting was, you know, a part of that. So I share these things along with how we dealt with it and how we got through it. And, and a big part of it is prayer and fasting, sacraments, devotion to our Blessed Mother, and then the support of our community, right? And so, you know, I've got some other, you know, stories, you know, recent stories of how you know, prayer and fasting have, uh, you know, even some miraculous stories, you know, recently and how, how I truly believe, believe prayer and fasting and our, the sacraments on our Catholic faith can really produce uh, change even amidst these, you know, most people probably don't experience the type of tragedies and hardships that we've experienced in one lifetime, but everybody yeah. has experienced some, you know, tragedy and hardship that sometimes I think it takes that supernatural grace to not just get through and survive, but to even heal and thrive. Because my wife and I, we're thriving in our marriage today. We're helping other people. And a big part of that is the sacraments, right? Our, we communicate, we're learning our faith, but we pray and we fast intentionally. 
Oh, I love that. And so what's interesting is you were under the spiritual direction of a priest. You were in, you know, some type of a, uh, a regimen or a program. And I think that is, that is what we need. That's, that's, that's mm. how, you know, there's Catholics in recovery out there. Uh, it's a recovery program for Catholics, um, for all kinds of things, alcohol, you know, any, all kinds of things that they have. And, and Catholics need to know that all of this is out there. There's Catholic coaching now that's available, Catholic mindset coaching. Um, the prayer and the fasting almost has to be like oriented in a, a regiment. You had told me a long time ago that you were part of Exodus 90 as a man and you went through that. And so we do have to get into something mm -hmm. that helps us to uh, be a part of a group so that you can pray together and also be part of just a regimen so that you can kind of make it a pattern in your life and go through it again, day after day, fail, do it again, fail, do it again. And then finally kind of grasp it and understand like, this is how I'm going to live the rest of my life. So, um, I, I know this is very fresh, but I know you just lost your, um, stepdad and you said that there was some conversion yeah. because of prayer and fasting. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Oh, I, I'd love to. Yeah. It's, you know, one of those bitter, bittersweet things, uh, you know, with my stepfather, who I was never really close to, my, my mother and, and he uh, married uh, after I had already moved out of the house. Now, I was a teenager, 14, when I moved out of the house. But I, I think I was a young adult when they married. Um, but I still, you know, had an affection for him and, and he had an affection for me. Um, and, and, you know, him and my mother were married for, I want to say, 16 years, too, um, before he passed away uh, uh, just uh, recently. Uh, the, let's see. Uh, the, it was the, the night after shortly after divine mercy sunday right um but i mean we're talking two weeks ago so just two weeks <laughs> ago right okay mm -hmm. yeah and and so he has always been for the longest time a belligerent agnostic with just some you know crazy ideas about god you know if you ever watch the history channel that's kind of what i'm talking about um aliens and you know just crazy stuff right and they they have always uh for the longest time, uh, told me to keep my Catholicism to myself. Right. And three months ago when he wound up in the hospital and they found the brain cancer and he had to have surgery, have some of it removed. Uh, they asked me to come visit and I did, I, I offered to come visit and wanted to see him. I, I felt convicted, uh, to go see him. And the first thing my mother said was don't talk about God or your Catholic faith. I go, I, I know mom, I, I understand. Right. And so I went and I visited him and I stayed by his bedside the entire weekend. I got there on Friday, I left Sunday, and the entire time I stayed by his bedtime. Um, never talked about God. We just spent time together. We watched TV. I, I do remember uh, leaving there and saying, Dave, I love you, and uh, I'm going to be praying for you. And so to me, that was, uh, you know, going on a mission, right? I know it's going on a mission. Mm. And so I came back, and I was already uh, part of Exodus 90, right, that I started in January. So I'm already praying and fasting in a regimented way with a group. Diana, my wife, had uh, listened to your podcast more than a few months ago as well, and she started doing uh, a version of uh, uh, what you were teaching, uh, mm -hmm. Pray and Delay, right? And mm -hmm. yeah, and, and also just wanted to support me. Uh, and so mm -hmm. she was doing a, a a program that she created fast on Wednesdays and Fridays mm -hmm. and during the week. Mm -hmm. And so I just intentionally decided with her and, and the men from my Exodus 90 group that we were going to pray for Dave, uh, pray for his conversion, pray for his healing. And three weeks before he died, my mother called me up and uh, and she said that Dave wanted to talk to me about God 
and to pray with him and to pray for him. And, you know, my jaw mm. dropped. It was like, I just, you know, hope for, I mean, hope for that. But I just, you, you know, I, very few times have I been, you know, in the front seat of an actual miracle like like that, you know, conversion, right? And so yeah, uh, it was just, it, it was hard, but it was beautiful. There were probably, I'd say, three or four times where I got to talk to him on the phone. And he was in a lot of pain. He, I would get on the phone with him and we'd do a video uh, chat and he would just start off with, Marty, I'm in so much pain. I just want to die. Please help me. Please help me. And my mom would say, well, let, let's pray. And so I would, you know, offer a prayer. We'd pray the Lord's Prayer. I would just, you know, Lord Jesus, you know, and just, just you know, a personal prayer with him. And uh, my mother said that he asked God to forgive him before he died. The last two days, I remember I, I had uh, prayed with him and spoke with him like three days before he died. I think it was a Thursday. And then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, she said he slept all day, all three of those days, Divine Mercy Sunday. He slept all day, and then he died peace, peacefully uh, that later that night at like 1230 in the morning Eastern time. They're over there in Florida. And I just, you, you know, it, it, it was just, again, sad, right? You, you know, my, my, I lost my stepdad and my mother, you know, is mourning. But uh, what a beautiful, uh, just... What a beautiful ending. ending. Oh my goodness. That's so what it's beautiful. all about, right? I mean, we're all it is. gonna it is. We're all gonna we're get all gonna there die. one way or another. But yeah, just how awesome mm -hmm. that is is that we intentionally, together as a group, right? You know, in a regimented way, right? We were praying, fasting, you know, doing holy hours, taking cold yeah. showers, right? I, I know you mentioned oh, in yeah. some of your other po podcasts, one of my favorite ones was the one that you did on uh uh, praying for children to come back into the church and you listed the mm -hmm. different ways. And so I'm a true believer based on experience. Well, what I think is beautiful with your experience with your stepdad too, is um, when the, that initial weekend, when you went and, you know, were with him, you know, you didn't proselytize, you didn't, you know, pray over him when he didn't want to be prayed over or pray with him or anything. Um, you know, you were just, you were just with him. And I think that's what we have to do with our kids that maybe aren't in the faith or maybe even our husband, just to love them from afar and then just pray and fast intentionally on our own and with our own group of Catholics. Um, and even mm. Protestants, I have some Protestants in my group as well. And, um, so we're all praying and fasting for these, for all these people in, in common, in a group. And the Lord says, you know, where two or three are gathered in his name, that he will give you the desires of your heart. And, um, that was made manifest through him. He, he created that miracle for you through you. And I think that's beautiful. The Lord needs us to do this. He needs our effort in order to do his miracles. And so I think that is the most beautiful part. So Marty, tell me, um, you know, why do you think it's really important, especially today? Because I want to get into your program that you offer. Mm -hmm. um, I know you're a resident coach at Metanoia Catholic, and that's how mm -hmm. I know you because I, you know, I was a coach from there too. And I was a drill instructor at one time. And, um, you know, I prayed very much so for your stepdad. Uh, we have a very vibrant Catholic community and a Slack channel over there that if anybody has a prayer request, they, they you know, they put it in there and you, I can guarantee 50 people drop into their knees to pray. So I, I love that community as well. Um, and so tell me just a little bit why today, especially today, why we need to pray and fast for men, priests as well, seminarians, all men to be um, virtuous because a person can have values. And, and what I have read, uh, when a person has a really good values. That means they know what's right. Um, but a virtuous person knows what's right and they actually do it habitually. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're praying for virtuous, godly, holy men to rise up in this nation mm. and, and 
take command, stand up and speak and take care of their families, especially. Um, so tell me a little bit about why today, you know, why men are being, you know, um, you know, demonized basically. I mean, just, you know, what's happening out there. Yeah. Well, number one is that's not the message in the world, right? Right now to, you know, this encouragement and call for men to rise up and to be leaders, right? It's the opposite. It's like, no, that's been the problem, right? You patriotic, you, you, you know, men who with toxic masculinity um, and, and all of you women, right, who, who believe in that, you're the problem, you and your Christian, you know, faith and, 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 and all that. And, you, you know, I, I don't think we have ever needed, you, you know, more uh, reason, right, to pray and to fast than, than ever before with the attack that's going on on a level that, that is unprecedented, you know, really. You know, and I think there's evidence for that. I was just at a men's, a, a men's conference, the Brothers uh, for Christ uh, uh, here in the uh, North Texas, and Father Donald Calloway, uh, who is just an awesome priest and Oh, leader. I really like him. Yeah and, yeah, and, and you know, just delivered a powerful message to men, you know, that we have to reclaim our masculinity, true masculinity, right? Which doesn't look like, you, you know, what we're seeing out there in the media and, and, and with uh, uh, movies and celebrities and musicians and Mm-hmm. in politics and, and, and unfortunately even in our church. Right. Uh, yeah. Cause true, true masculinity is grounded in truth and love. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really grounded in love and then it's grounded in the truth. But unfortunately our will is a, is a blind faculty. So, um, when our intellect is trying to talk our will into doing what it should do, it, it's gotta be fueled with good information. Yeah. It's gotta be fueled with good information. So where do we get that? You're, you're getting it from Exodus 90 and from your spiritual director mm-hmm. and from theology of the body, Christopher West, all of these, you know, kind of Catholic influencers and spiritual theological people who have great information to give. And it's so interesting because, you know, in my fasting and praying, I'm always fasting and praying for men to come in contact with more of this information and for them to be open to the information and, you know, and, and then just get swept into the Catholic church in the sacraments to be like, okay, I want to learn this. I want to do this. I want to be this man of virtue for my family. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And, and, you know, what does that look like, right? What does true masculinity look like? And, and the, the, the greatest and the best example to give you a visual. So we, 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 we bring it from the abstract, you know, when you talk about truth and, and, and beauty is uh, Jesus, right? If you, if, and, and, and St. Joseph, right. Mm-hmm. And, and I think he, he, he is the go-to guy right now. So, so for all of your participants and listeners, you know, Jesus is the greatest example of true masculinity. We men need to be more like Christ. Sacrifice, that's true love. When we lay down our lives, right, for others, right, and we put on the spirit of courage, right, and not cowardiceness, right, We're it's being promoted for us to be cowards, to be sissies, right? Uh, Father Calloway used some language that I won't use here, not, not bad language, but, you, you know, could trigger people, but we we really need men who are who are strong, who are courageous, and not in the macho uh, way that actually causes harm, right? And I think that's been a big problem. A lot of men have yeah. given bad example. So so we go to Christ and His example. But where did Christ get His example as a human man, right? And Father Donald Calloway, if you ever follow him, he he wrote the book, the uh, Thirty Three Day Consecration of Saint Joseph, and 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 he he you know shows how 
popes and saints and many people in the last hundred years has, have been really promoting devotion to St. Joseph as the model for true masculinity, how to lead, mm-hmm. how to protect, how to provide, how to be a husband, how to be a father, right? And that Jesus learned from him, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus, our God, who became one of us, emptied himself of that, you know, of that power in a mysterious way, right? Grew up and became like Joseph. So uh, I, I, w- I would say for guys that struggle with, you know, okay, what does that look like? Jesus and Joseph. We got to be more like Jesus and Joseph. Oh, I love that. In fact, um, we are just finishing up in my membership. Uh, we're finishing up the book discussion of the mystical city of God. And um, this is private revelation from Venerable Mary of Agreda as the Virgin Mary basically retold the entire story of salvation to the saint. And so what's interesting is St. Joseph literally is so fierce. He holds up peace lily because he is a peaceful, interiorly peaceful man filled with love. But he was fierce in the way that he laid his life down continually for his family, literally would, would, would lay like, you know, um, basically at the door so that nothing could get in. He, he was always taking care of Jesus and Mary in the utmost 110% way of just protecting them. And they were always top of mind always top of mind. Um, and it's, it's described beautifully in this book. And he, he was just an amazing man. And I hadn't really thought about it before because, um, unless you actually take something, a a book about him, he's really, he, he's, he and Mary really, I mean, they're not in the Bible like a ton, right? It doesn't tell about their lives a ton. So you have to go to extra sources. So it is, it is beautiful. And thank you for that. Cause that's a great resource, a, a great patron saint to think of when you are, uh, when you're a man out there, yeah. um, you know, trying to have some self-awareness. I wasn't, so, I wasn't that man five years ago when my wife wanted to leave me, even though I thought I had a strong faith, right. And was going to mass and we look like a happy, you know, Catholic family. I was not that courageous strong man that led and protected and and provided for my family. And that's why the enemy was able to get in there. So, you know, learning that and praying and fasting and and working on myself and learning how to love Diana unconditionally, right? It was by learning how to become more like Jesus and more like Joseph to where today my wife recently said, you're an amazing husband. And my kids say, you're a super dad, right? Oh, I love it. Oh, Only because I I try and it's not easy, right? Mm -hmm. And I fall short a lot. Right. Sure. But one day at a time, I try to be more like Jesus and more like Joseph through prayer, fasting, sacraments and, uh, you know, growing in virtue, as you mentioned, is so necessary. Oh, I love it. So um, tell me a little bit about how becoming a Catholic mindset coach Mm -hmm. has helped you. What kind of drew you into, um, you know, Metanoia Catholic to become a coach? And then you have a program. And so I wanted to know a little bit about your program and when it starts. It's a group coaching program, right? Tell us a little bit about what you do and um, how you can help men to kind of come together in a group um, and get coached and why this is such a great idea. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, um, You you know, for for me, it's a personal mission that I believe, you know, was commissioned by God, the Holy Spirit to, you know, help other men uh, who struggle with similar things that I've struggled with in my past uh, to be that light uh, uh, by my example, but but also the uh, just the gifts and the talents and the strengths and even the training that God has given me through Metanoia Catholic. I really, even before that, felt called to counsel and or coach 
other men individually and in a group setting, which I had been doing a little bit even before I joined Metanoia Catholic. And I love the way God works in my life. It's like I, I start yearning for something that I know is missing. And I was doing secular coaching through a really awesome program, but it was just missing that most important element of you know, our Catholic faith, objective truth, divine truth, and moral truth, right? And yeah, I wanted to integrate that. And this is the way God always works. These coincidences where, you know, shortly after I'm having those thoughts and I'm, I'm doing those prayers, uh, my, my wife says, hey, check out this uh, podcast. And it was an interview. I think that uh, Matt and Aaron were interviewing uh, Leah Darrow, who, who, who was somebody oh. that my, my wife, you know, enjoys listening to, right? And so we yeah. never heard of Matt and Aaron. And then I, I was like, wow, this is really cool. And then I actually, like shortly after that, heard Matt's testimony on Heroic Men, a great resource. It's a free resource uh, for any participants that have you know men in their life and you want to encourage them and try to plant seeds. Heroic Men is a great ministry that puts out videos you know, from, from men, right, who have struggled, you know, have become courageous. And Matt, you know, shares his testimony. Um, and uh and, and and I just knew that God was calling me to them. And so uh, I, I went on the website, signed up, you know, on the academy, got the journal, started doing the work. And then a few months later, this was about a year ago, um, decided to join the training program. Uh, I just knew that God was calling me to this. I mean, even going through purgative way towards the end, I remember Aaron said, Marty, what, 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 where do you see yourself a year from now? And I said, well, Aaron, and the, and the other uh, train, you know, Participants were on there. I said, I'm going to be a resident coach with Metanoia Catholic, and I'm going to be coaching men uh, who struggle with similar things that I've struggled with. And she's like, well, that's a lot of confidence. Um, and I'm like, wow. That... And here you are. And, and here I am, <laughs> you know, a, a year mm -hmm. a year later. And, and uh, it, it, for, for me, it, it's it's a calling from God. It's, it's a necessary call. I mean, again, men are struggling. Good, good Catholic men, good men, you, you know, uh, are, are struggling. And need help, and they need other men to encourage them, right? And uh, so I, I just, I just feel called to share my experience, but also the things that I've learned, you know, the self awareness uh, stuff that 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 we learn, my strengths, my talents, and even my my uh, charism, right? Uh, to encourage uh, men to want to rise up, like you had mentioned, and have courage and ch and change, become the leader, the protector, and the provider that they really want to be for their families, right? Mm-hmm. And I know a man of courage today, it's hard because um, a lot of good Catholics and people who are conservative are being censored. And mm -hmm. so um, I just heard um, a woman, uh, I live in Michigan, and so she was talking about how she was combating some of the things that were ha are happening politically here. And somebody said, you know, aren't you scared? I mean, my goodness, you could lose it all. And she goes, I read the Bible. I know how it ends. Amen. And she goes, I know where I'm going. Where are you going? <laughs> and I just thought, oh, that it's so good. I know how it ends. Yeah. I mean, we can either stand up and be courageous and loving and stand up for what is correct, what is right and live it, live out our faith, you know, mm -hmm. and then be martyrs for the faith. I mean, I, you know, it's almost like where we're going right now. I mean, we just right. have to stand up. We need grace. And just be, right? yeah. It's like the apostles were locked in the room 2000 years ago, afraid of, they knew that if they left there, what was going to happen? They were going to have to experience what Christ experienced. It was the power of the Holy Spirit that gave them the courage, right, to unlock the door and to go out there and preach the message that ultimately led, ultimately led them to their martyrdom, with the exception of one who still experienced, you know, being tortured, right, uh, St. John. That's so, right. Mm -hmm. 
our, our pastor recently said, you know, don't become a Christian if you're not willing to accept suffering as a way of life, right? That's right. I mean, that's, that's the other right. thing, but we can do it with hope and joy and strength and courage with that grace that comes from the sacraments um, and, and then from, you know, things like prayer and fasting and growing in virtue and, and personal development and formation that we get through coaching. That's right. That's right. And listen, there's two ways of suffering. You can waste it or it's redemptive, you know, and, and you can offer it. You just offer it off anything you're doing all day long, just offer it up to the Lord and to bless him with your suffering, bless him with your suffering, bless others with your suffering. And then it becomes just a beautiful thing leading you to truth and goodness and able to stand up and have courage through the grace of the sacraments. That's for sure. And lately I have been pulling down the Holy Spirit um, upon my family. Mike and I have been going to some healing conferences, to some interesting things out there um, to get a little bit more vibrant in our faith. And I am just loving it. And so I, I tend to lead now with a, a little bit, I want more, Lord. I want more. I, I just just give me what what I need to stand and be strong and to live out my Catholic faith. And part of that is praying and fasting for virtuous men, way more priests, um, seminarians, just, you know, peace and love for our country here in the United States, and just, you know, people to stand up to just rise up and love and, and love our freedom, our republic, our democracy, all of it, and to stand up for what is right. And so, um, you know, I'm excited and I'm excited you're having this, this, this group course that opens up in May. Um, can you tell us a little bit about it? Yes. Yeah, so I'm hosting a virtual boot camp uh, for Catholic married men. Um, if you're not married, you're welcome. If you're not Catholic and you're open uh, to uh, being challenged, right, to grow in virtue and self-awareness and self-mastery and, and, and holiness, right, to become a better man for, for your family and the people that got to putting in your life, then you're welcome, right? It starts May 4th. It's going to be seven weeks um, and uh, seven ways to become a stronger, better man for your family, right? And uh, just to give you a little bit, I won't give all of it, but but a little bit. And actually, if you go on my coaching page, you'll see a free uh, freebie with seven ways to overcome, you know, some things that I help men overcome. It's really the same blueprint, the same battle plan that I have uh, put together, you know, from other resources like Christopher West and other great Catholic speakers and authors and my own experience, right, in a simplified way, but a systematic way um, that's regimented, right? And and again, you know, as you as, as you had mentioned, you know, you know, to be a part of something like that uh, really helps. It does. It does. I have it in front of me, yeah. it, the seven ways to conquer lust. And just so that everybody knows, um, St. Thomas Aquinas says that we we have you know, like three passions that we actually need to, to tame. Otherwise they'll become like wild horses. And, and, um, and that is, um, eating, um, you know, our, our sexual being and knowing. And, and so like in my group, we have a problem delaying and women have a problem delaying and praying food. Okay. And, um, men have problems with food as well, but they have, they have a lot of problems with lust yeah. and especially in our, in our culture where it's everywhere. So that's out there. And then, and then the knowing, like we, we were made to know, um, but we can't just be just intellectual atheist knowing we, it has to be the knowing of ourselves through Christ. And I think that's what you're doing. So you have here, the seven ways, um, you deal with the spiritual life, support and accountability, um, um, learning, and how we how we learn through Catholic books and um, certain things like that. Self awareness is huge with Catholic coaching, growth in virtue, and this is really really important because it's in my program as well. Community and building fraternity, and um, when men come together and they feel safe 
and they can actually talk about their problems and they can actually say, okay, this is what's going on. And then there's a whole bunch of other guys that says, you know, I'm going through that too. And it just feels like, oh, thank God. I thought it was the only yeah. one. Um, I have that in my group all the time. Women think that they're the only ones who overeat and overdrink for these emotional reasons. And then we all come together and it's the same. I, I think a lot of us think that it's just impossible to overcome the many, it's basically one thing, right? The attack on the family, which Sister Lucia, mm -hmm. the, 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 the third and, and last remaining of the seers of Fatima said that the the last attack, right, you know, before the end, and of course, yeah, it could be a thousand years from now, so I'm not getting into all that, but was going to be on the family. And I mean, anybody that's paying attention knows that the enemy is coming coming at us hard, and uh, we, we can't do it alone. No, no, we can't. Strong men, strong husbands, strong sons, strong priests. That's, I think that that's how it kind of goes. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I will have Marty, this has been so great. I will have all your information in the show notes. If you are a woman out there listening and you have a husband or a son or a brother or a father or an uncle, um, make sure they take a look at this program and get in there because this is Catholic mindset coaching. That's just based in all this beautiful Catholicity that, that, your husbands may just not even know that's out there. And I'm telling you, transformation is before them. And so it would be just a great thing to just try to get into. And if you're experienced with Catholic coaching, get into this one. It's just amazing for all men. So Marty, I want to thank you so much and just, and wish you good luck. Um, this has been wonderful. And um, I just, I love this bold discussion. It's hard to have these days, you know, and I just wish you well on your program and our group itself will be praying for you. And um, like, I said, all the information will be in the show notes. And for all of you out there, if you found this podcast useful, please subscribe to it and leave a five-star review if you are willing. And so that other people can hear the great message of pray and delay and spiritual fasting and just how to spiritually fast for others and have all your suffering be redemptive. I'm telling you, this is the way to go. And this is the goal to celebrate the risen Christ for right now and our virtuous win over vice as well. Don't lose what you started over Lent and what you did, all you men in Exodus 90. Don't just go back into your vices. This is just the start, just the beginning. We were meant for virtue. We were meant to be saints. So have a great week, my friends, and I will talk to you next time. May God bless you and keep you always. Take care, Marty. If you are interested in learning more about spiritual fasting and permanent weight loss, then come join my course, Delay and Pray, a 12-week guided course for weight loss through spiritual fasting. You won't go through it alone either. I will be there to coach you every step of the way. This is a group coaching program where you are part of an amazing community of like-minded Catholics who have the same goal as you, to bring about miracles while losing that weight permanently through spiritual fasting. Your purchase includes an online course detailing what spiritual fasting is, how to do it, and all the tools you need to get you the results you're longing for. Head over to my website right now at thecatholicfastingcoach.com and get the details on how to join. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and LinkedIn to always get the latest daily information to help you keep fasting, my friends. Can't wait to see you in there. May God bless you and keep you always.